hello 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 welcome back to another episode of my inside voice podcast i hope you're doing so well happy monday happy moon day happy chandrama day so i love the title of this episode because i think it's so like we talk about the female gaze we talk about the male gaze we talk about you know how you're looking at other people through gender but and that's really fucked us up that's fucked me up the way that i look at myself based on the gender that is looking at me is so messed up whether it's men women or other the fact that i care about being perceived or the fact that i i care about being looked at and what that means for my identity and self-esteem and confidence and all of that stuff is really interesting, right? And I think that the more I take selfies, the more that I put my face out there, the more obviously self-conscious I get, but the more distorted I feel about myself and the more I cling to unnecessary things to feel good about myself. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, this is so embarrassing, but you know what? It's, it's a part of conditioning that I'm trying to undo and it's probably not uncommon. I don't have a lot of gray hair at all. I have one gray hair and I saw another one and I spiraled. Stupid me spiraled. And I'm going to say stupid me because it is stupid. I'm so much beyond my looks and I'm so much deeper than what's on the outside. And I have so much more to offer than what's on this external meat suit that... I actually let myself believe that any alteration, any deterioration is a bad thing. Any sort of sign of age, any sort of sign of time going by is like the worst thing that can happen to me. And as if I'm supposed to just be frozen. You know, all of this Botox and plastic surgery, I actually don't like it. I actually don't understand it. I actually don't accept it. I think it's a sickness. I think it's like, and and I know the narrative is like, you know, let let people do whatever they want to do, blah, blah, blah. That's fine. It doesn't affect my life. Do whatever the fuck you want to do. But you're doing it is is it because you're doing it because you you know if you were in a black room if you were in a room with no lights on and or you were living in a world that was all dark would you still get plastic surgery would you still get botox would you still cut up your body and sell it for parts would you still do all that stuff i don't know like it's but we're told as women that that is the only way to live that is the only way to be that we have to cling on to some semblance of youth at every age and that that is the main purpose of our life is to give birth and is to not look like you've 
been through life. And somehow we've bought into it, right? We have people in our media and the zeitgeist that show us that the more you don't look like yourself, the better your life is. And youth is something that is obviously fleeting, but so still so angelicized and put up on a pedestal. And I truly have fall, fallen for that. It's a trick that society uses, that media uses, that our parents use, that religion uses. Why do you think that youth is so is 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 the way to be is is something that is so prized and so sought after right it's a sick manipulative game and we all buy into it we all play that game we all play that music we listen to it and we adopt it and it gets into our psyche and it fucks us up because that isn't what we were put on this earth for and the more you realize that you have a bigger purpose than just being this doll for people to look at and to admire and then to discard and then to die off the more you realize that this life can be so beautiful if we just play to our purpose instead of play to somebody else's version of what we think we should do and feel and look like. It just becomes that much more fun. And so I talk about God's gaze as a way to flip the script, as if you had different parents, as if you had a world where God was not only the one that created you and set up your purpose and set up your life, but you were the only, you looked to God for the only validation, for that validation. You didn't look to anybody else for validation. You didn't look to parents or family or friends or media or boyfriends or girlfriends or partners or teachers or mentors or coworkers or bosses for validation. You looked to God for validation. AKA you looked inside of yourself for validation. Would you still cut up your skin? Would you still look in the mirror and say, oh my God, I have two gray hairs. I'm nothing. I'm valueless. I don't deserve to be perceived anymore. Would you look at the wrinkles on your face and the cellulite on your thighs and hate yourself so much that you wish you could just shave off all your skin and cut up all your fucking wrinkles and just disappear into nothingness if god was the only one that was that you cared about being perceived by i don't know i'm like what is god what is <laughs> sounds crazy right what is god what is what is the universe? What is this source that we assume that's there and or not there? 
were there all the time or not there at all. I don't know. But the faith is there. And for me, trying to pick apart my skin and trying to stay as young as possible and looking at younger people for inspiration is shows, and I'm exposing myself now, shows how much work I have to do shows how deep my low self-esteem goes shows me that yes I've done work on myself yes I'm healing but also oh my god why is this still a thing why do I feel like I can't get out get out from underneath this crushing burden of trying to look a certain way being a certain way acting a certain way to be loved and to be seen as irrelevant. What am I even doing? How does this even help the world? And I was never like this before. I was never like this before. I was never so obsessed with youth until I left it. It's funny how that works out. <laughs> we can never really move forward and move on into our purpose because we're so dragged down by, you know, nostalgia and what we think was better days were better days. But the best days are yet to come. And I told myself this morning, I can't look at the things that I see on my face or my body and I can't hate myself anymore. I can't move on feeling like this. Telling myself that I'll buy just one more cream, one more serum, one more um, hour of sleep, one more uh, disgusting attempt at bottling this fountain of youth that doesn't even it's it's not a fountain of youth there's no fountain of youth it's just a time in your life that you live and then you move on there's no such thing as a fountain of youth there's no such thing as it's just a romanticized version of this weird obsession with I wanted to say children and that's it's nothing but weird it's not like we we people inject their faces and their bodies with poison to look like a version of themselves that they have so long left behind you're not that I'm not that I'm not that girl and you couldn't pay me enough money to go back to those that age. If somebody came came to me and says, hey, I'm going to take you back to being 25 years old. You're going to look like the way that you were when you were 25, but you're also going to unknow everything you know now. It's going to be exactly the same like you were. I would tell them to go fuck themselves. 
So why do I, why am I one foot in, one foot out? I'm not moving on. I'm not accepting my life now. I'm constantly in this state of, of juggling between this world that I have left behind and this world that I want more than anything, but I want to look like I was when in, I want to look like what I was in the world that I left behind so adamantly. And yet I want to move forward in this world that I so want to create for myself now and going forward. Do you see how confusing that is to the universe? I don't want what I want, what I had before because I had nothing. I had something, but it's nothing close to what I have now and what I'm going to get later. But yet I want to stay in, you know, I can't pick and choose. It's This is not how it works. You have to move the fuck on. And when you move on, you move on from everything. And that means moving on from the way that you looked also. You can't you can you can maintain you can be healthy but the insecurities that i was riddled with back then i still refuse to let go of now the fear that i have of aging the fear i have of secretly just not being desirable you know, I say I don't care, blah, blah, blah. And for the most part, I don't. But there's always this little voice inside of me is that says, well, if you look this way, if you let your hair go gray, or if you, you know, have a few wrinkles on your face, you're not desirable to men anymore, and you're going to just end up alone. Nobody's going to look at you. You're going to be invisible. And then what? And then your life is over, right? your life is over right everything that is important is only important if you look a certain way i i still haven't cracked that that and it's not even about vanity it's not even about aesthetic it's not even about it's it's about holding on to a persona that I have romanticized for so long and not being able to let go fully and to just not and and to just love myself regardless of the fluxes and the the ebbs and flows that my body and my skin and my my physical being goes through this is Neptune in the first house, right? It gives you the delusion that you are, you look a certain way, that you should be a certain way, or that that a certain way is just, that's your embodiment, right? And for a long time, I always believed that this episode might be really abstract, by the way, so I have no idea what I'm saying, but it just it's just kind of like a stream of consciousness and I'm just trying to work through all of the insecurities and issues that I have physically 
And that's probably like, I can't get over it. I can't do it in one episode, but I can start because I want to bring this to the surface. I want to stop suffering in silence. I want to stop being ashamed of my body and my physicality and how it stands right now. Because it is beautiful in all ways. It is so stellar and absolutely perfect in all ways. There's nothing wrong with who I, what I look like right now. Nothing. And that has nothing to do with whether I meet a certain standard or not. It's just because at the, I, am, I am perfect in God's creation, as God's creation in God's eyes. I am perfect. And every which way my body is and bends and curves and every wrinkle and every laugh line and every hair on my head, regardless of what fucking color it is, is perfect. Because I am a creation of God. I am a child of God. And when God sees me, because I think of God as like the ultimate father, like as my, as my father, um, when I start to reimagine my perfect parents, I really think that like I'm born from God, like I am given to this world by God. And so when I think about God perceiving me and, and creating me and looking at me, I feel beautiful. I feel perfect. I feel like the sun sets and rises in my eyes. I feel like my skin is gold. I feel like my teeth and my ears and my arms and my legs and my toes and my feet and my ankles and every single part of me and my beautiful hair is just this perfection. is chiseled from a place that was only made for me. That's how I am perceived by God. That is how I am perceived by source. That has that is how I am given to this material world as. When I was born, that is exactly how I was put into this world. And it is up to me to... And it's a hard job to un- at some point in my life untangle every single piece of conditioning from every single person, place, and thing in this physical realm and to come back to that perfect state, that calm, beautiful, perfect state. chiseled from greatness chiseled with purpose and depth and sustainability and resilience and strength and a softness that is so so delicate and so beautiful that it defies logic and reason that the sun and the moon shies away from the beauty that we are born into. That's God's gaze. And then when we, when we cry, it's literal waterfalls. 
of crystal. The emotion, the anger, the happiness, the sadness, everything is art. (laughs) It's art. The way that our brain moves and thinks and feels and connects and loves and separates and bridges and breaks, that is art. The water, the waves, the ocean was made in our essence. The sun shines as a reminder that we have this incredible life force that shines just as bright. The moon shines as a reminder that we are so incredibly deep and there's so many things that we are made up of that is yet to be discovered. We are so deep. We are so unfathomable. We are so unbreakable. Nature, the grass, the soil, that is a reminder of our resilience, the earth, that no matter how many times we are stepped on, picked at, prodded at, broken, that we stay resilient, that we stay true. It's, it's all, we are in everything. God put us in everything. The inspiration, the beauty, the, the emotion that we feel when we're in nature, it's because it's bringing us back to our original essence. The animals that we see, that is all like parts of reminders of us. And when we like, what I believe, when we, um, you know, relate to a certain animal or, or get really attached to, I don't know, like being in nature, all of that stuff. It's because we're really getting in touch, back in touch with who we are internally. You know, some people have this really, um, or like strong urge to live by the ocean it's 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 part of you that's why or some people like i have a really strong urge to be in nature every day like i i don't feel good if i'm not in nature that's why winter is probably the worst season it's not because i don't like shoveling snow i realize it's because nature dies and i am so connected to nature in so many ways it's like strings right it's like these threads that are left unsown when winter comes and so i have to create relationships with this cold darkness relationships that also build me up as much as the sunny nature right and so that's my sort of i guess homework is to build relationships with things that i don't feel connected to but I need to make those relationships because that is that is the essence of me. Oh my God. I don't know if you're ever going to follow me, if you're following me on this, but I, I just feel really strongly that I am missing the point. As I slather myself in these fucking expensive creams and serums and all of that stuff, and I become this like dependent 
I become dependent on the beauty industry to give me what I have already been given, right? Internal life force, internal essence, internal depth, internal intelligence, internal beauty was it was already given to me and my only the only requirement for that to show up on the outside is for me to live my purpose do you realize the most beautiful people the most attractive people are the people that are really doing things that they love and they feel that they're really living their purpose that's the only way to activate true beauty it's not fucking la mer <laughs> It's not fucking Botox. It's to love what you do and have the courage and the brilliance and the life force to actually pursue it and do it and live your dream and be passionate about what you do and love every single second of your life. That is true beauty. That is true happiness. That is true positivity. That is true whatever, fill in in whatever, you know, trait you want to put in there but that is that is it that is that is the fountain of youth that is the fountain of beauty the be- the biggest beauty hack it's not fucking saunas and cold baths and it's it's not that it's not essential oils it's not fucking facials every month it's true beauty is living in and in purpose true beauty is living in purpose you exude god god's essence when you live the way god intended oh that sounds like preachy and religious but i'm not talking about that this has nothing to do with religion okay you were put on this earth to be greater than just silky smooth skin and a fat ass i'm sorry but that's not like life (laughs) that's not what you were meant to do that's not what you were meant to care about only and i'm saying this me to me it's an honor to have wrinkles it's an honor to have white hips it's an honor to have you know wild unruly hair It's an honor to have one crooked teeth, tooth. It's an honor to be able to spend time on earth and live some semblance of purpose. It's an honor. And it's not deterioration. I take back what I said before. It's not deterioration. You're not deteriorating. I don't know what that process is called yet. I'm still trying to figure all of this out. I'm still trying to like figure out the concept of beauty and eternal beauty. I'm still trying to figure that out. And by the way, eternal beauty has nothing to do with youth. That I must say, let's start there. The only reason why we think being young is beautiful is because we were conditioned to think that way. 
just think about like babies and children and how they're so disenfranchised and abused and manipulated and molded by people that are much smarter and much more devious and evil. Think about why youth is really deemed as being the most prestigious way to live. Who told you that? Who told you that kids and being a kid and looking like a kid and acting like a kid and being a child and acting like a child and looking like a child was the best way to be? Who told you that? Because that's not true. That's actually quite heinous and like awful and like really gross and like wrong and not the way that you were intended to live. So people, aka me, that cling to this beauty standard of looking like a fucking child and think that that's like the best way to live, it's disgusting. And I think that the the things that really... Um, don't matter are those that they don't matter anymore is our current fetish fetishization of youth we have to put that to the side we have to understand that that isn't how to live life and that isn't the correct way to live life and the people that are brainwashed into brainwashing us into thinking that that is the only way to live and that is the only desirable way to be are speaking from some really fucked up corners of their brain and they shouldn't be believed they shouldn't be perceived and they shouldn't be listened to figure it out on your own figure out what beauty means to you do some exploration, do some research, understand what feels good to your body and what you want to see in the mirror and what you see in the mirror in general. Fuck, break the mirror. Fuck it. Don't be the 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 thing that they want you to be, your parents, your family, your culture, your religion. Don't be any of that. Go and f- and be what you want to be if the world didn't matter if the conditioning wasn't there what would you be what would you look like what would you do how would you live these are the questions not do i look fat in this do i look too thin in this are my wrinkles too prevalent oh my god i have a gray hair do i have to dye my hair now is this gonna make me look more desirable to men are women are are women gonna like look at me and want to be me (laughs) am i fashionable enough am i relevant does anybody care love me love me love me love me love me that is the underlying notion of all of these silly questions love me see me understand me accept me because i don't accept myself so i'm going to run through a bunch of hoops to make sure that i'm acceptable 
And if you don't like it, don't worry. I can change. Just tell me. Isn't that just so heinous? Isn't that exhausting? These are just things that I'm telling myself. These are just things that I'm questioning by myself. And these are just things that are unearthing now. Um, Because I looked at myself in the mirror today and I thought I saw a new wrinkle and I fucking spiraled. And I'm like, oh my God, I need new under eye creams. I need to like get this taken care of. Jesus Christ. Love yourself. Love yourself. Love yourself. Love yourself. Love yourself. Love yourself. I love you. Peace.